0: hello my name is taylor clement and i'm the head of school at kirk day school
1: i'm maria massey the assistant head of school at kirk day school
2: and i'm chad townsley newest member of the pastoral staff at kirk of the hills
0: and that's who we're interviewing today ladies and gentlemen we're excited to have chad on the podcast and we're going to get to know him and his history chad has a long history with the kirk i think uh Uh, I guess our families have an even longer history with one another, which is going to be fun to to see God's providence in that. But uh, we want to get to know him. We want to hear about his new role at the Kirk, his family. And a lot of his new role is going to be overlapping with the school. So that should be a really fun thing as well. So, Chad, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks. Glad to be here. All right.
0: So you moved from Florida. I did. And you left Florida in December. To come to St. Louis in January, so you were swimming a little upstream.
2: Yeah, well, we're still regretting that decision, and the winter's over now. Okay, we're, it's like post-traumatic stress for us. We you endure the the summer in Florida so that you can get to the winter, which is, of course is the you know opposite in St. Louis. And so we left in the uh, the most beautiful weather in the world to come to dreary, wintry. St. Louis, but no, it was it's uh, it's it's been good. So yeah, um, we we knew God was calling us here because of the timing. He only God would call you away from Central Florida, yeah, into St. Louis in January. So no other reason than that, okay, like at, at, for the time. Yeah,
0: for the timing. Yeah. Well, I want to know why St. Louis though, because I mean, in ministry, I mean, you've been in Huntsville, you've been in Florida, you've been. In St. Louis before, so you knew St. Louis, and, and you can talk about that. But but why why here, why now?
2: Yeah, well, uh, it, it's it's uh, part of our story. We were here um, in the uh, in the area, part of the Kirk and KDS, um, uh, starting about fifteen years ago. And I may tell a little more of that story. And uh, when we left, we were here for five years. When we left, I think we were really surprised um, for the the years that followed after we left of how much. Uh, God really kind of kept St. Louis on our hearts and, um, and many of the people here and, and the, the community at KDS and also at Kirk of the Hills. So uh, it, was, it was in our hearts, but not, you know, we, there had to be an opportunity to come back. Um, so when an opportunity presented itself, it was obviously attractive to us, but yet at the same time, we still knew we had to be a good fit. And so the job description really mattered here at, uh, at the Kirk, and, um, and we felt like, You know, I think that's kind of the essence of calling is when uh, gifting meets opportunity. And we felt like this is a position that uh, that that I had some hopefully some gifts and abilities to do. And then the the opportunity was there for us to, you know, in our case, um, depart well from Florida and come to St. Louis.
0: And what is your job now that you're on the pastoral staff at the Kirk and why on earth would it matter to Kirk Day School?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. So my official title is the pastor of community life. And I think that can, I'm finding that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, <laughs> Yeah, but I'd say so. yeah. Uh, the, the idea being that I think, um, at Kirk of the Hills, uh, and, and in some ways as, as we love and serve the KDS community, just realize that, that we, we need more community and
0: so you're the party pastor.
2: I, well, that's, yeah, I, I don't call myself that formally, but yes. Okay. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Gotcha. Um. No, so I think it is part of my job to hopefully, you know, kind of gather large groups of people. But more than that, to really um, help build a, a culture of, of this unusual devotion to one another. Um, and, uh, and I, of course, want to see that in the church, but I'd love to see it in our school community as well at KDS.
1: Um, so when you talk about your history prior, like you guys had been here before, tell us a little bit about that
2: so you know there's uh hundreds thousands of seminary students who have come through saint the st louis area and hundreds of uh of the seminary students have been a part of kirk of the hills um church so that was part of our story um we were we we moved to st louis 16 years ago um i guess it was almost 17 i can't keep my year straight but uh um we started attending kirk of the hills pretty soon after we moved to st louis um, I actually just worked a kind of just um, everyday job for a little while in the banking industry for a year before starting at the seminary and um, did the four year degree track uh, for my Master of Divinity. So I, we were here for five years. And uh, so, you know, we were already going to be a part of the Kirk of the Hills church community. Um, but my wife was um, uh, blessed to be able to be a part of the KDS staff as well. She first started in junior kindergarten, and then uh, moved into a fourth grade role that she held for our final four years. So it's really sweet that um, we spent a lot of time in this building, a lot of time on this campus, and seen, uh, seen God do a lot of things um, over uh, over the years. So,
0: And I would say one of the interesting connections that Chad and I have is, number one, um, my wife uh, and Chad, your wife, go back to infancy together. Um, So um, Annalise, Chad's wife, was her parents were at my wedding. Her sister was a bridesmaid at my wedding. Um, Chad and I both went to Sanford together. And so we had all these worlds that kind of collided. And many years prior to Chad being, um, you know, obviously knowing that he would come to the Kirk and me even being at Kirk Day School, we would be at CPA, which is where our wives went to high school, Christ Presbyterian Academy, in Nashville, we'd be at those games, football games, often trying to follow Cardinal playoff baseball yeah. and seeing whose phone would update the fastest. Exactly. And so, so we would know. And so we, we had this, this deal of always finding that. So it's really great to have Chad in his right and proper spot, uh, especially for his baseball fandom. Uh, I think that's appropriate.
2: Yeah. I actually... I I don't know. The listeners may not appreciate this story. We'll see. But I I was at your wedding, Taylor. Um and
0: I did not know that.
2: Are you serious?
0: Really? I, I I swear I did not know well, that. Well, there is
2: photo evidence floating well, around. That makes sense. So listen to the story. So I was at your wedding. <laughs> no, I, none of us unscripted. remember our wedding days. None of us remember our wedding yeah. days. It's okay. So I was at your wedding and um uh you had a you, the groomsman cake had a uh, it was like a bird on the bat, yeah. I think. And someone who was cutting the cake knew that I was a big Cardinals fan and I got like the head of the Cardinal and that was a proud moment for me. <laughs> that was that's the a memory I have of your wedding. Uh, was eating the cake that had the card, the head of the cardinal on it. Marie, you're dying laughing <laughs> yeah. Like Marie can't, can't even speak.
1: <laughs> I mean It feels like both of you just, I mean, like life was accomplished on that day, right? (laughs) Like, you get the best part of the cake, you get a wife. Like, what more can you guys want out of life?
0: I need to see this photo evidence. Yeah. Um, So, so this is a quick backstory. Chad's mother in law takes a lot of pictures. And, like, for our wedding, she took about 12 rolls of film. Um, no lie. And Probably so. And she she gave us a bunch. And so I'm, I'm sure somewhere in our in our photo collection there's a picture of Chad with this this bird.
2: She's the one that documented it, I'm sure. Yeah, like yeah the, yeah, the photo that we have.
0: But yeah. but truth be told, I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I had no clues in my way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we've been hanging out a good bit <laughs> since we've been in town. Like this could have come up, but now it just just I mean, now we did has, you not do like the
1: meeting
0: my wedding day i have no clue
2: and in, in his defense there were a lot of people there <laughs> popular guy I yeah. <laughs> also <laughs> katie katie's sister rebecca katie clement taylor's wife that was one of my wife's childhood best friends and uh, so Katie was in our wedding so your sister-in-law was in our wedding as well yeah. but you were not at my wedding
0: no I was not But
2: <laughs> unless you have photo evidence of being at my wedding and I don't remember that
0: uh, no if I did it would be doctored so okay wow we just took a left <laughs> turn real fast Um, wonder if our friendships hurt now <laughs> um, okay well uh, moving on um, so Chad you <laughs> Yo, I'm. This is this is kind of hilarious. Okay, so Chad, going back to this, you, you come to St. Louis. Uh, you obviously love Cardinal baseball. Um, you've loved living here. Um, but what what about this job, um, aligned with your giftings, uh, in particular, of just thinking about being this pastor of community life, and then I, I would love to kind of talk about your kids after that, and 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 Annalise, and just kind of where God's led you.
2: Yeah, so you just to kind of address all those things. Sure. Well, um, uh, I, I think, um, not to get into the weeds of, of ministry too much here, but uh, I, I think when you, so I've been doing ministry for 11 years, kind of formal ministry, as we might consider it. And you obviously, hopefully, learned a lot of things in those 11 years. But one of the things you learn is, that, you know, you ought to learn what you're good at and what you're not good at. So I think I've, I've grown in that area. I have a better idea of the gifts that I have. But then also, I think you learn to discern um, how, how true a church is when they're kind of advertising what their needs are. So in my case, I, also, I have a, a good relationship with you. Perhaps not as close as we thought, but, <laughs> uh, but I have a good relationship with you. I also have a great relationship with the senior pastor at Kirk of the Hills, um, Ben Porter, and, uh, and so, you know, he and I, I think had some, some really honest conversations, uh, and, um, and he acknowledged to me that, you know, that one of the greatest needs here was a, a, a pastor who could join the team and could it, you know, I don't, I don't carry the weight of building this community, but, but a big part of my job is it just, a, there's a relational component. <laughs> and perhaps uh, this, this may not shock some people there's a lot of pastors who are not good at relationships and that's okay. Um, but there's plenty of pastors out there who are not very good people persons. And, um, and I think I, I knew that even in my seminary training, that I'm not going to be the guy that's gonna, I'm happy to, you know, talk theology and I can kind of live in a, in a kind of academic world when I need to, but that's not my, not my sweet spot. So, and, and, and that's, that's what this job needed was someone who, you know, was actually <laughs> cared about spending time with people and, and gave that that it gives life to. And, and and so spending time with people really gives me life. Um,
0: you mean like going to weddings?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so. From there, gosh, you asked about my kids. I have three kids. They're all at KDS, um, and I have a fourth grader, a first grader, and a preschooler. And they're really great kids, and they've been working really hard in this process. And you know, one of our our um, we talk about having some core values in our household. And one of the core values that we have is that we do hard things, and uh, and that if if nothing else, our family is always going to be on mission. And so we are we are on mission, and we go wherever God calls us. And so, um, so here we are. So our kids have really done some hard things by, by coming here. And I would say, you know, the mom and dad have made some sacrifices, but they've made a lot of sacrifices too. So I got these sweet kids and, uh, and, and they're on board and they're, they're excited. It's taken some time, but, um, but I, it's, it's sweet to think about them growing up you know, in this community and helping to hopefully, you know, make this a sweet place for other, for, for other people too, to be, a, you know, good friend to their classmates and hopefully a blessing to their teachers (laughs) on, on most days. And, um, yeah. And then I have this wife who's got, uh, you know, not only experience in the classroom, she's a fantastic mom. Um, she puts up with a lot of stuff from her husband and, um, means, uh, yeah, she means the world to me and has really, uh, helped me see the value of Christian education herself. Um, so, um, yeah, I got a sweet little family. Thankful for them.
1: So it sounds like one of your goals uh, in transitioning to this job at the Kirk is to be more of the the party planner. Um, if we can make an office reference here. Um, but yeah, but uh, it's funny, attending Kirk on Easter, uh, that's, I mean, I knew you, I knew of you, obviously we'd met, but uh, you were apparently the guy that was like, "Hey, we're gonna do donuts outside," which to me, I mean, it was just exciting one because my kids and I both love donuts. Um, but I love the attitude of like, "Hey, let's just do something easy, but that will get people to to stay around for a few minutes," and that's that's refreshing, especially coming out of a time where I feel like a lot of us have really experienced loneliness to different degrees.
2: Well, yeah, uh, thanks. I, I do feel like the, um, the need for community is is obvious right now. And uh, in, in some ways, it feels like some pressure, you know, coming out of COVID. Here's, here, this is the pastor of community life. Like, d- don't blow it. We all need it so bad right now. But I, I've, I've had to just, I think, relieve, you know, some of the pressure, just myself to say, let's just, yeah, simple ways to gather people are actually going to go a long way. Um, and then if I could also just make one more, just personal comment about, um, that was Easter Sunday with, uh-huh, with the donuts. Yeah. Uh, it, God was really kind that day because the weather was incredible. Yeah. temperature was great. The sun came out. Um, God has placed us right across the street from a world-class golf course. So like the backdrop of our, you know, our donuts was this this beautiful um, golf course with Belle Reeve across the street. And I mean, it really was kind of a moment, um, I th- hopefully for for our church, it certainly was for me. Um, but uh, it was also intentional. So we did these donuts for those who um, maybe don't know about this. We did these donuts just out front, out in front of the, the sanctuary. So right as our KDS families pull in, just the, the main sanctuary building right out front. And my desire was for people who were driving by um, to, to see people who were hopefully practicing safe social distancing, but they were together and were having fun. And uh, it's one of my desires for our church, and I think you all share this for our school, that, that we would have such an infectious joy that the laughter would be leaking out of our building in such a way that people would just be peering in the windows to see what was going on. Um, that's the, that's the kind of culture that I want us to build. I think that only the gospel can give us that kind of joy. Um, so the, the donuts just give us an excuse to celebrate how, how amazing it is that we have each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is, um, a beautiful picture. And yeah, my, uh, my son loved the donuts. He grabbed a few. (laughs) Great.
2: (laughs) I got the chocolate ones just for the parents. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's that's where he went.
1: Yep. For sure. I'm curious, um, what your situation looked like in Florida. As far as church school, you said that your wife has had an influence on just what you see in Christian education. Talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, uh, thanks. I, I, lo- I love talking about Florida. Chances are if, if I talk to anybody one-on-one for long enough, you know, it's, it's gonna come up because it really became a huge part of our story. So um, we were in, uh, this really was a very small community. Um, it was uh, rural Florida. Um, on the, uh, Taylor mentioned, it was central Florida, kind of uh, north central Florida on the nature coast of, of Florida, which is on the Gulf Coast side, but no beach line um, and uh, small community. Uh, the county seat in our, uh, in our county, Citrus County, was just about 30,000 people. So um, it was just kind of a smattering of people um, after that to total about 90,000, something like that, 100,000. So in this small community, um, God had, had raised up this incredible um, church and school. Uh, so Seven Rivers uh, Church, was, well, that's the name of the church, and then Seven Rivers Christian School. And it's a uh, preschool through 12th grade school of about 520 students and um, has been a part of, of the church. The church has existed for 38 years and it's been there for, I think, 32. So for you know, basically the entire existence of the church, the school has been there. And um, it's, uh, it's just a remarkable place uh, because I would say, you know, for kind of all the reasons that we love Christian education, I think it, it um, achieves those goals. But in particular, this is a community that has pretty significant needs. So, you know, um, average household income, I think, was like $24,000 a year, um, highest teen pregnancy rate in the state of Florida. Um, the oldest population uh, per capita uh, um, in that county, and um, high crime rates, um, all, all kinds of things that kind of come come with low income situation. And so we had this enormous opportunity as a church and school to um, to reach people with, most importantly, the the gospel. Um, but in the process, to really um, enrich families with uh, with Christian education, um, because. I think you all understand that this is not unique to rural Florida. It's really across the country, that families are not thriving. And uh, and so I believe, and I think you all believe, that Christian education is it's, it's a route to that, um, to help make families more whole. Um, so it's been happening there for years, and we were really excited to to get to be a part of it. So the church-school dynamic there was really, really sweet. It's a really healthy one. And, uh, and I think, admittedly, it was uh, a part of me coming on board here is to, you know, work with, with Taylor and and you and Jennifer and the whole faculty and staff here to, you know, help move move this place, you know, down the road some more and make it a more beautiful place. Whatever I can do to contribute to that.
0: Well and, and unpack that for a second, you know, is and granted I, I get it, things may change, but as of here and now, I mean part of part of your job is to engage with the school. Um it doesn't mean that you're the school's pastor per se it does also doesn't mean that you're our spiritual life director uh we definitely are our mission of kirk of the hills presbyterian church and as a part of that mission though um, there is a part that you want to engage with our school community and in, in a very winsome way um i know but it's if somebody engages with you i would say y- your goal is not to say hey i want you at the kirk on sunday morning like that you're not trying to recruit them just to come to church at the kirk right
2: right yeah, I mean, uh, it, you know, maybe a part of what you're asking is, you know, what's 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 the priority relationally with yeah. people, and and I and I think it's, um, wh- whether it's coming out of a pandemic or not, it's really just addressing uh, a deep seated loneliness that people feel, and um, and that's where I would say, you know, it's incredible that this gets to be a part of my job, but we all have this responsibility and and real like honor and privilege to you relationally engage with people in such a way that we actually like do life together and and uh, address deep needs and maybe help help someone name needs that they don't know how to name on their own you know so a, you know a typical conversation that i might have with a you know another parent of a first grader um we're going to talk about you know the the ways that our first graders are, are incredible blessings to us and we love them and they're fun. But let's also just be honest for a second and named the fact mm-hmm. that raising a first grader is really challenging sometimes. And I feel lost and I, I feel like I Especially don't have a lot of direction boys. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Which yeah, you and I share, um, I should say we, Taylor and I have, have kids in the same class and Maria and I have kids in the same class, yeah. so different classes, um, and then throw in our fourth grader. Um, so. Uh, so to, to name these kind of, you know, deep seated desires, but also, uh, when when the gospel starts to seep into our relationships and, and we believe what God says about us is true, that we're beloved and cherished, then it actually frees us up to start to tell the ugly truth about ourselves. And so I have a lot of ugly truths that live inside of me. Um and sometimes they are actually lies that i just need to name but there's these things about me that are that are true and i just need to be able to, just to have someone who can who i can trust to hold that and listen to those things about me like the fact that i just you know totally failed my kids you know whatever last week or the day before whenever it, it most recently happened or like I, like i said that i just feel lost as a parent and yeah. you know don't feel like my my kids doing well and i feel like i'm a part of that if I can be relationally engaged with someone and help them carry that burden, uh, and then in the process maybe tell them, "Hey, all this all this gospel stuff we're talking about, it's happening in a community of people, at your local church. It happens to it's happening here at Kirk of the Hills, but it's happening all over the place too. That you don't have to do life alone."
0: Yeah, and and one thing I, I do know, and we're seeing more and more of this, is when parents do come. Um, you know they they find themselves um somewhat in between churches in between in between where they're supposed to be or where they feel like they should be um with their walk with the lord with with churches and, and children um typically can put put those things in perspective because all of a sudden children really expose some of our biggest fallacies and not to go just completely down a different rabbit trail but having a community of believers around you is so imperative at that moment So. Just to kind of touch on one thing that Maria and I always say to parents is that when you enter into a Christian school, we, we really expect there to be, as, as Ecclesiastes 4 says, a cord of three strands that's, and that is not easily broken, and that is the church, the home, and the school. And what we want to see is a home that's really willing to work on their their own brokenness, um, a, a home that is willing to partner with a school for the benefit of the, the, the emotional and academic benefit of the child as well, in this case, the spiritual, and then a church that's there to, to guide and lead a family um, in a spiritual manner. And, um, you know, I know one thing, and I'll speak for you for a moment, Chad, is that you're going to to know that, and help families find the right place, even if it's not our pew, that's okay. To find the right place to be spiritually engaged. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you know, in this uh, time of raising our children, and obviously that's our responsibility here. I think one thing that I'm always, we're always striving for is like there is a difference that the gospel makes. And if I'm, if we're all honest about our life, that's we've probably seen that most in our relationships, right? Like that's where we've experienced the love of Christ the most and the most difference. Um, and I love that you're about that and that the church is about that. And obviously as a school, we want to be about that too. So we're excited to have you guys join us and, um, yeah, it'd been fun to get to know, know you a little bit.
2: Thanks. Thanks for excited to be here. All right,
0: Chad. So if somebody wants to meet you, how do they do it? We'll, f- we'll end on this.
2: Oh, that's a great question. Well, um, uh, you can reach me at through, through the Kirk, just, uh, uh, I'm pretty good about responding to email within 24 hours. Uh, so that's townsley at thekirk.org. Does that sound right? That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're still new here.
2: It's, it's all saved. It just comes up automatically um, on, on my computer. Uh, so, uh, so so that way, I, you know, honestly, our, our church office is going to kind of be getting back to some kind of normal operation here in the next, I would say, kind of month or so. So uh, church office as well. And, uh, and, and probably I know... Um, You all as a faculty and staff feel the same way, but one of the saddest parts of COVID for us has been just the inability to interact with parents on campus. So maybe I'll set up a booth out in the back corner of the parking lot, and you know, come like Lucy and Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah, come, come see me. Um, No, I, uh, I I am on campus here, you know, most days, not just in my office, but um, but kind of around my kids too, and um, I'm I'm one of the group of people that walk kids in and try to kind of see people that way. And, and every now and then I'm going to try to um, make it out, hang out with you, Taylor, and the drop off and pick up line.
0: Yeah, that will be great. All right, Chad, thanks for the time. Thanks for introducing yourself to our community. We greatly appreciate it and are thrilled that you're here. It's it's really fun. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry I didn't know you were at my wedding.
2: That's, I'm going to go search for the photo evidence. It won't be hard to find, I don't think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, but until next time, uh, we'll be talking more um, uh, about a variety of topics, Um, and we have uh, Dr. Doriani who's coming on next time, and we'll be talking about uh, gender, marriage, and sexuality. So get ready for that one. Uh, But until then, thanks for listening, and we will see you soon.